welcome back, everyone, or welcome if you're a first-time listener. This is Prefer Not to Say. James and Greg here, back once again, like we, you know, are every single week. Awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> like every episode. <laughs> I like how there's just an awkward silence every single intro now. Oh, yeah, it's because it's like a two-part thing and I don't really do intros. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You don't do I don't the know, intros, man. I do the intros. They just feel weird to me. It's like, I don't like introducing myself. <laughs> That's why I do it for you. That's why it is. I need one of those, uh, you know, those those movie where, movies where there's like some big fancy ball in like the 1700s and then there's some dude fucking announcing everybody that walks in. I need that. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. I mean, I'm just so used to on the K-Cut giving an actual introduction every single episode. Mm-hmm. So today's episode, we are going to talk about the infinite growth fallacy, a concept that has been plaguing the industrial age into this age for far too long, and we want to get rid of it <laughs> because there is absolutely no reason for businesses to just want to constantly expand when it doesn't actually make sense. Wait, what do you mean I can't have infinite money? I thought this episode was about free labor. Free, free labor? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we... Ma- <laughs> yeah, it's... It, it kind of comes to a head, like... Th- there's, like, a, a, a meme that kind of inspired this episode, and I just gotta, like, find it. But it's also, like, you notice how we have this, like, hyperinflation that's happened that's really just price gouging? Uh-huh. It's like, oh, well... <laughs> You know, I, I don't understand how like companies are doubling their profits while claiming, oh, we need to ra- raise prices. Like, no, you didn't need to raise prices. You're using this whole inflation thing as an excuse to just charge people more. Uh, or like, or like the absurdity of going through the pandemic where like businesses are shutting down and they're posting like record breaking profits. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, you know, it does make ins- make sense when you realize that you know they're just doing stock buybacks. Pumping up their numbers and then giving all the shareholders nice bonuses, CEOs higher pay. And it's like, well, wait, hold up. Why'd you raise prices? Like we could all be we could all be chilling and paying like not high prices. I just want to go back to paying like two dollars for a gallon of gas, bro. <laughs> this shit yeah, hurts. it's about five here. <laughs> Dude, when I saw like pictures from gas stations on the West Coast where they're hitting like seven eight dollars it just makes me sad i'm just like oh like gas is higher than the federal minimum wage over there Oof. yeah it's rough but uh yeah oh i found my little meme that kind of explains why it's nonsense so it's this dude in a suit he's got you know he, he's next to a fisherman you know seeing him kind of laying around he says why aren't you catching fish i've caught all the fish i need to i need for the day so why don't you go out and catch some more why would i because then you could sell more fish, and then you can hire someone to help you catch more fish, and then you can buy a bigger boat and hire more people to catch more fish, and then you can buy a fleet of boats, and then you can sell your fish to the whole world. And then what do I do? Then you can finally retire and relax. What do you think I'm doing now? <laughs> and that, in a nutshell, is why infinite growth is just dumb. I don't think it should be called infinite growth. It should be called infinite greed. If It is infinite greed. The, the infinite greed fallacy. It's just silly because 
and it has to do with like you know the companies you know the higher ups always have projections. Oh well, we made this much this year. We want to make this much higher next year. But why? You already have extreme profits. I don't understand why like no company or nobody can be satisfied with like hitting a a benchmark and then just only adjusting upwards for inflation. You know, like let's say you you one year made six figures. You know, you're not going to be like, all right, next year. I'm going to pick some arbitrary number and be like, I need to make 8% more. You know, why, why not just be like, okay, inflation's up 3%. Then I need to make 3% more, but you know, I don't know. It's this endless want for more. Well, the problem is in order to hit these numbers, they have to start cutting corners. Like they always want to like lay off people or, you know, cap salaries or, you know, try to find a way to like cut corners in production and and increase pricing. It's like you're not increasing your customer base, though. Yeah the the demand for whatever service or product you offer isn't infinite. So how can you grow infinitely? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Or you know, you're focusing on certain numbers when other numbers are kind of like faltering. Or like a good example. So at my workplace, they always wanted us to get to the point where we ship on orders who were shipping same day orders. Even though we could have been doing other things after taking care of like a certain rotation of orders, like to me personally, I think we should have done it was do the previous day's orders, then take care of everything else. And if we have time at the end of the day, then do the same day orders. But no, we had to, we had to keep going to the most recent one. And it would and it would be brought up like, hey, I noticed you didn't do any of these same day orders yet, when because you know we'd get uh ones in in early morning orders that would come in before, and I would just explain, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting these previous days out first, like I'm not doing these yet. It's like we also we also have a laundry list of other things we need to take care of. I don't care about the metric, dude. I would feel like like as on the customer end of things, I would feel like uh, dude, I would be. I would be getting done a massive disservice if somebody was like, all right, I know your shit's been on like order for like four days, but we're going to ship somebody's shit who just bought it this morning first, because that's more important. I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. Well, and it wasn't like that. Like I would kind of arrange the, I, we would ship by the day, Mm -hmm. but it was like, why can't we just take care of the day first or the days prior first before we start doing that. I mean, on the weekend, we'd have to kind of play catch up because we weren't open on weekends. Mm -hmm. But it was always this thing. It's like, okay, it's cool to be ahead, but at the same time, it's taking away from other things. It's like, because, I mean, that job got kind of complicated by the end of my tenure there. But it's just saying, it's like, like, why are you worried about this specific metric when other things within our infrastructure need actual maintenance and upkeep? Oh, it's simple, dude. Your last boss was a brainlet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I just don't understand it's it's things run smoother when you kind of you know we should be running it, it shouldn't be constantly upward we need to kind of maybe taper off and just coast for a bit i mean we we weren't a public company we didn't have shareholders what happens every time one of these companies like tries to attain this infinite growth every single time there's always some like sure they'll go at it for like maybe a decade or more, you know, but there's inevitably some massive drop off and then just like resets the counter and they start climbing from there again, you know, or the value of the dollar gets so devalued that it, that it allows them to keep climbing. Oh yeah. Well, I'm also thinking of things like, 
Like when I see uh, numbers for like movie revenue, I always find it funny because I don't even think like the top list for highest grossing movie even matters anymore because it's only because you know I mean everything has to be just for inflation, but they're also charging more. More people aren't going to movies. In fact, less people are going to movies, but yet we still see people breaking records. It's like no, it's what? Why don't we measure it by how many tickets were sold? Yeah, I've never understood why it wasn't ticket count from the get-go either. You know, relative, like, if you if you balance everything out for inflation and it's like XYZ film grossed a billion and XYZ film only grossed like 500 million, it's like, yeah, well, it's $10 for a ticket now versus five then, so. Yeah, or adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind still beats everybody mm-hmm. every time. But because of how many people saw that movie in comparison to the inflation. But they, yeah, those are just the things I think about. Because, But then I also think about people not understanding the difference between revenue and profit. Yeah. Because like profit is after everything else is taken care of. If you have that much profit, you don't need to make any more. But then they're like, oh, but we, can, we, can't, we can't raise wages. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Just don't be greedy. Dip into that profit just a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. No, they can't do that, though. How are they going to buy their solid gold yacht? Take your uh, take your take your twenty eight percent profit margin there, buddy. Tone it down to like twenty six, and you know let all the people who are making you this money not suffer every fucking day. Well, it's funny because if we raised wages, everyone would make more money anyway. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like what we saw with uh, the like ma- the like massive unemployment payouts. You know, everybody was raking in more money, and and you know they were worried. Oh, they're just doing it and being lazy and nothing good's going to come of it and then you know people start pumping it back into the economy like instantly or like with the uh stimulus checks they went out and then immediately went back in i mean i don't know i only know like a handful of people who like kept them or like tucked them away somewhere right i mean some people should have kept them yeah but it kind of makes you think of the whole, you know, I see posts that explain, like, the circulation of money, like, the lifespan of a dollar in, like, specific communities usually is long, larger than others, depending on, like, what you have in a community. But once it gets to the billionaire's pocket, it just sits. Yep. Removed from the pool. And it just, it kind of, it does a disservice to everyone else because, you know, that money could, like, if, if the money circulated, we probably wouldn't have these issues. Or if, you know, stock buybacks weren't legal because that was just silly. Because when you have record profits and it's like you're not selling more, there's that just seems it's nonsensical. Yeah, I mean, what do you expect when, you know, the, the people doing this bullshit are the ones that are making the, the laws, making the regulations? That's true. Well, and it's also it's, you know, a lot of companies aren't willing to actually reinvest in their companies. And that's the real concerning part. Like, let's see, let's see, you need to replace machinery. It's such a hassle. Like, oh, the cost of it. It's like, yeah, well, if this, if the machine breaks down. Well, hold on. No, they definitely do reinvest in their company. They buy $30,000 coffee machines for their CEO's office for morale. (laughs) (laughs) For morale. Yeah. Or I think the big thing is reinvesting to where you're not cutting corners or you're not complicating a process. Because that was a thing that I had to deal with in, you know, my last workplace is okay there would be like a certain machine that would constantly go down and instead of just replacing the machine it would just get constant band-aids because that particular machine i don't even think they make like 
parts for it anymore. I think it was like a custom machine too. But if that was down, we'd have a certain thing that we couldn't ship out, and then we'd just get constant piles of back orders. Or my personal favorite was um because obviously for the sake of numbers, we would never take anything off the website that wasn't in stock, or we wouldn't even label it back ordered because uh you know to to quote the particular owner of this company, we'd miss the opportunity for a sale. I think that's the goofiest shit that you ever told me about that company. They're they're they're, they're not even selling a product yet. They're selling the the dream of a product. We well, yeah, we're not like we weren't like Amazon. Like we didn't charge you when we shipped it. No, we we had already charged you for the product. Oh my goodness! But the problem was, is for the product there are variations of the product. Like there were different because um, like we'd have different types and like different grits for this particular product. And oftentimes people will call and be like, hey, do you have this? I could use this other one. So it's like we have a product selection. Like if they don't have that particular one, there's likely that it would be they would likely choose another one that's comparable. Which made things more complicated because the way it worked was uh so this is how it worked for a back order. So when we get orders, we'd print out the orders, right? We'd pick the orders. And if we didn't have a product or if we didn't have the full quantity, we'd have to mark it down on that on the the pick sheet what it was. So then when we go to ship it, we'd have to actually split those items from the order to ship it, and then we ship it out. And then we'd have to actually send a message afterwards saying we were out of stock. And if we had multiple items out of stock, what we'd do is we'd have to save them as we got them in because if we did multiple we, – we didn't want to do more than two shipments because – you know, that would just cost us way too much money. So we'd have products sitting and we'd have back orders piling up in the back that still all needed all these items that weren't, we didn't get yet. And then we constantly get like angry calls about, you know, when, like, hey, when is my product getting here? How, how the fuck is that business still operating when they let all their customers down so regularly? Uh, they position themselves to be kind of like a superpower in this particular industry. Oh, they basically monopolized it. Kind of. Okay. Uh, where that company was the only company that does a as much of a variety of products in this type of industry, and we're also uh, like one of maybe a couple companies that makes a certain product in the U.S. So there, there's there's a lot of stuff in this industry that they get overseas, but being you know U.S. company, you can just get it in a week as opposed to waiting six months for something to come on a boat. Yeah, I mean, I guess if the only place you can get it is the trap house, then you know you're going to the trap house. Well, but the problem with it was it was it would complicate things because I would have to they would reach out, customer service would reach out to us be like, hey, when is this getting here? We'd have to drop everything we're doing and get a lead time on the product, and we would get multiple messages a day about this. So instead of, you know, hiding that product or putting it on back order and saying like, hey, we'll email you when we get this in, it would say in stock, even if we didn't have it in stock. Where did, uh, where did your company source its, its materials from, though? So it like, was it was it overseas or was it, you know, here? No, no, no. We got we no, we we got materials from here. We have suppliers here. The issue was production wasn't keeping up. Oh, OK. And there is there's a whole world of problems with production. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, there there was just all sorts of issues in regards to production, and uh, and some things were hard to get when the pandemic hit. So there there were things that we were dealing with that for a while too. But yeah, and, and it was another thing because we had vendors that 
we stopped buying from because we started making the products we bought from them. Uh, we did, we couldn't get anybody to help us out in a bind because you know we became their competition and they're like no. Feels yeah, bad. Yeah, it was there, there. There were some really interesting things that went on. But yeah, it's just that thing. It's like you know the whole thing. It's like you want the you want to meet these numbers, but at the same time, it's like are you doing it in an ethical way? Because to me, I was like that was the most frustrating thing. I was like, no, we could make everything easier for everybody if you just took this item off the website. It's like I don't care about the sale. That's not good customer service. Charging them and saying, "Hey, we'll eventually have your product." <laughs> That's borderline theft, dog. No, that is theft. I don't know. I, if I place an order for something that I actually needed, and they're like, eh, "Yeah, by the way, it's gonna be like a two week delay." I'm like, nope, give me my money back. Fuck that shit. I'll go somewhere else. I'll make it my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there were people like that. There, we got we got orders canceled all the time, and that was the other thing. It was like if it was long enough, it would just get canceled, and then it had to do a refund, and then you get charged on the refund for a processing fee. Oh my goodness! So we'd lose money. Oh, I think that's a good spot to take a break at. So we're going to go <laughs> get some water real quick and then we'll be right back. And we're back. Mm-hmm. Back with the infinite suck phallus. Wait, wrong title. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I just, I, I wasn't ready. <laughs> the infinite suck phallus. Uh, we can be funny sometimes. <laughs> Uh, that was it. You can leave now. I get one per episode. <laughs> you get you get one zinger. <laughs> so yeah, we were we were talking about how um just this infinite climb to the top and what's topper than top and why it's nonsense. <laughs> what's topper than top? <laughs> Getting infinite top, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite tournament of power? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant, totally. <laughs> so, well, I also... When I see other business owners and they decide not to do that and be practical, I'm always like, wow, why can't every company be like that? And like I always mentioned, like business owner Madeline Pendleton and um, uh, eco-friendly cleaning product company Oak & Willow... They pretty much break their the money down into I think it was reimbursement that covers the cost of everything, reinvestment, you know, like whatever materials they need or something like that, or you know, new equipment. And then the third is profit sharing. So not only are they recouping the cost, they're also maintaining their business and then they're rewarding everybody for making the business successful. Damn. But they also have no interest on like constantly climbing and you know building more and more because it's not necessary. Yo, they need to move their business to Michigan. Move the business. I mean, Oak and Willow's in Canada, and that's not too far. Yeah, but like, where in Canada? Oh, I want to say Toronto. Oh, that's not far at all. That's a hop, skip, and a jump away. 
So when I see all these types of you know businesses, or when I'm hearing like you know I heard it, there was one restaurant that paid a living wage and did profit sharing, and they have absolutely no, you know, they don't have a big turnover rate, or you know they don't have they they can find people obviously, you know it's it's this need for constant growth that kind of stifles the people below you, and then you wonder why they quit. Mm-hmm. I've seen far too many people be like, "All right, this this company's like inside out. I'm just gonna leave. Go find something that's uh, that's more in line." Yeah, and oftentimes you lose good people that way. I think you lose the cream of the crop that way because, you, like, you, t- you take any uh, any employee who's smart enough to look around and kind of you know get a whiff of the shit they're in and be like, "All right, I should dip." You know, those are the types of people that you want to keep, but you can't because you want them shoveling manure all day. Yeah, it's like the whole logic of, uh, oh, we just need a body. Like, really? I mean, the, a company takes more than just bodies to run, yo. Well, of course it does. It takes middle management to operate all those bodies. <laughs> it takes middle management to, to micromanage. Yeah. And then get mad when they have to do the work when everybody quits. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that blows my mind about management. Like the managers who are very adamant on like, I got a management to not work. I will say every once in a while I do meet one that's like, you know what? No, we need the people. I'm going to be out here working with everybody. And I'm like, all right, that's how you do it. That's a uh, leader, not a boss. Oh, yeah, that's how Ethan was. I he, If we needed him, he would help us. He wouldn't assign new tasks to us until he figured it out first. All right, so the, 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 the secret sauce to... To solving the the plight of the uh, working class is we clone Ethan. Oh, I always I always told him we needed to clone him so that you know he could just <laughs> we have a a copy of him of him there at all times of the day, <laughs> in every in everywhere. You know, but they don't they don't want good employees. They want they want people like we said before. They want people to exploit. That's why if you're the good employee, you never get promoted because you're too good at your job, and they don't want to lose you. It's not even a re- a reward for being the best anymore. Yeah, you might get a pizza party. <laughs> they don't want good ones. They want what's the word? I think it's compliant, compliant workers. That's the appropriate word for it. Yeah. Honestly, they need to step up pizza parties. If you get a pizza party, you better give me my own whole pizza. <laughs> Little Caesars is five dollars, yo. <laughs> pizza parties ain't nothing about it. Is a party. Pizza. I want a fucking DJ. I want to. You know what? I want some strippers. <laughs> it's supposed to be a party, damn it. I had one manager one time where I think this was when I was at UPS. He had won like a gift card or something like that, or won some money for something like at work or whatever. And then he used that money to buy us pizza. Oh, okay. So it was money out of his own pocket. And I was like, oh, I respect that. When people are like paying their own money, those are the good, those are the good managers. They're like, nah, I don't need the business funds here. Let me, let me do this for you because I appreciate you. Honestly. Those guys don't. But also with all these high numbers, because everybody wants to make so much. And it's like, we have so much useless stuff as a result and so much waste. It just doesn't make sense. Especially, you know, the capitalism breeds innovation. No, it breeds imitation, exploitation, and monopolies. Why do I need 48 different brands of cheese in my store? Honestly, what the fuck? You know, why why does there have to be 32 different variations of Dr. Pepper? They're all just like watered down versions of the same shit in anyways why do we make knickknacks i you know i've never understood that i i, I have a i have a sneaking su- a suspicion that part of the population has been uh, replaced by crow people 
<laughs> Lawn gnomes. <laughs> no, but for real, people being like, ooh, shiny, I'm going to stick that on my wall. Like, I'd never understood that. Home decor is the bane of my existence. Honestly. Or like people who collect pop toys. Sorry, Jeremy. I could live in a more comfortable prison cell and be okay with that. <laughs> like, god damn. It's like just the amassing of stuff. It's just so much clutter. That's why the Germans have it right. They have this um, tradition called, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a German thing primarily, but other people obviously do. It's called death cleaning. It's pretty much they like start to minimize their stuff so that, you know, <laughs> their family doesn't have to sift through garbage piles of garbage when they finally pass yo when i know i'm gonna go i'm just gonna hire like a trash company to come in and take literally everything i own and throw it away well that's why i collect the things i do it's like i collect books movies and music i can pass that on that's culture i'm not gonna give you like here's my dolphin collection of you know dolphin figurines and memorabilia i don't know man or people who collect porcelain dolls that look really creepy I think those are just people who should be in like an asylum or something, <laughs> like, or people or people who buy like fine china, uh-huh, like no like, lie, like china dude. cabinet with the with the dishware that nobody ever uses because it's too nice. I'm gonna buy something that has a purpose, but we can't use it for that purpose because it's too fancy. Okay, crazy. Like here's your straight jacket, or just like mass produced stuff in general. Like I wish everything was like kind of like more boutique. Like I think the only people i don't have a problem with in regards to the automotive industry are hobbyists what do you mean because it's like that's their hobby it's not you know they're fine with cars the rest of us are forced to own cars because capitalism okay if that makes sense i'm 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 lost like like what yeah, like automotive hobbyists like what what are you what are you getting at here what are you i'm just like uh like this like the kind of stuff like the guys at lavish are involved with oh you're talking about gearheads but yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, people, it's like, like you know, they like to trick out their cars, mm-hmm. do like the stanced wheels and, you know, the stuff where it's like, you know, it, it's it's like a hobby and it's fun for them. Okay. You know, it, it's not like, like, if those people had cars, that's fine. I don't like the fact that I have to have a car because they've created life to need a car. So so you're saying you're, you're okay with that being a hobby because they're taking something that they already need and just like having fun with it. Yeah, and it's okay. more so it's like, you know, right. if we didn't need cars, yeah. it's like, it, yeah. it, it'd be fine. Like, they have a car. They love it. Okay. They enjoy it. Okay, now I got you. If if we didn't need cars, cars at all, then it'd be like, all right, dude, what the fuck are you doing this for? Well, no, I'd, even, I'd understand it because it's like, it's it, it's not, they're using it sparsely. Like, they don't, you, like, a lot of those cars aren't daily drivers. <laughs> it's almost like, it's almost like big kid models or like massive scale models. I don't know, man. You might be surprised, bro. <laughs> I mean, there are people who use those cars regularly, but yeah, like I, it would make more sense if they didn't need the car. Like, absolutely needing a car, uh, that's just the worst. But yet, we manufacture just thousands of them every year. A disgusting amount of them, bro. There's, uh, what is it, like a G, like GM's uh, assembly lines pump out a, a whole fucking car like every 38 seconds or something like that. Yeah, and they're not all being bought. That's the wild thing, and they're made every year. Like that was a you know and and back in the day when you had like it you know like when Ford was kind of like rivaling Ferrari but Ford was winning because you know the whole assembly line thing and like Ferrari's cars were hand built cuz like a Ferrari was more art 
Mm-hmm. And then Ford was just like, yo, we can we can make this in how, how fast? But that goes to the thing where it's like, you know, mass producing stuff also diminishes quality. It's like, why, why do we have – like, like think about like all the generic food stuff that we, you know, consume that's just like, you know, isn't of high quality. It's like if we didn't have this mass produced stuff, you know, I could, I, I'd love to eat nicer, something that's more quality. That's <clears throat> why so you can get a taco for a dollar because they make like 10,000 of them every two minutes. I mean, you can pretty much get tacos cheap everywhere, but you know, tacos are. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm specifically talking about like big ass chains. You're like going to like a, an authentic restaurant. You know, you, that taco's not coming together in thirty seconds flat. Well, okay, maybe maybe a minute and a half. <laughs> I've never had tacos take that long. <laughs> maybe a minute and a half, bro. It's like three hundred percent the time. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still pretty fast. That, that is a huge number. <laughs> Only in comparison. Well, well duh. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a it, like like think about a meals that take thirty minutes to make as opposed to a taco. Yeah, well, I mean, we're not even the most complicated of tacos. Those are two different schools of food. <laughs> uh, no, but I get you. I get you. Shitting on my tacos, bro. Can't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the minute and a half tacos are great. I, I'll eat any taco. It's like pizza. I'll eat any pizza. Like pizza's pizza to me. Like I don't care. I'll eat. I'll eat just terrible pizza. I was at Chuck E. Cheese like uh, sometime last year, and that pizza was awful. But I still ate it because it was pizza. Oh my goodness! A pizza is pizza to me. And if if you got a problem with that, kick rocks. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Side note, I, I do have a serious problem with people who like place concern on what other grown ass adults consume. I, I always look at it as like as long as you're not like doing drugs around people or like putting other people in harm's way somehow with your consumption, I don't really give a fuck. If somebody to- if a grown ass adult told me they subsist on a diet of like candy bars and pixie sticks, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like I wouldn't care. Bro, I would love to see the results when you test his blood sugar level. <laughs> Our conversations veer off in very strange directions. Hey, man, it's not my fault. <laughs> I know, it's mostly my fault. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that, you know, the, the whole infinite growth ring does just stifle just quality of life. Mm-hmm. Also, like, ma- think about all the mass-produced food that gets dumped all the time. And they make sure that, you know, it gets dumped. Going as far as, like, having... <laughs> Having uh, the police guard their fucking trash dump so homeless people can't get at it? Yeah. Yeah, I actually followed a... There was this TikToker I saw who does dumpster diving, and it's like, you know, they'll get, like, brand new stuff, like, sealed that they just had to throw out because of protocol. And it just blows my mind. Or you, like, uh, you know, a store's bakery just throwing out just piles of stuff every day. Or if you go, like, like Krispy Kreme, like, the amount of donuts they just just toss out by the end of the night. It's like, man, someone could have ate that. And that's why they, and that's why they gotta cut costs and pay people shit is to keep their profits up when they're wasting so much fucking money. I don't know. If you took all like the excess shit, you know, and maybe like donated it specifically to like a homeless shelter or something, that might get you the good PR to get you some more throughput on your customer base. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, they only care about good PR some of the time. Well, I'm just thinking of cause Arizona iced tea is still cheap. But yet everyone else is raising their prices. As soon as it hits the point where like Arizona iced tea is cheaper than water, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to stop drinking water. 
Oh, Arizona IC is dr- cheaper than water. No, dog. I'm, like drinking water? Ta- I'm drinking filtered tap water right now, my guy. I'm trying to. Th- oh, I'm thinking of brand name bottled water, though. Oh, I'm not. I don't. I don't drink brand name bottled water anymore. Okay. Yeah. No. I'm like the brand name stuff is really expensive now. Well, it's funny because I read an article where they said uh, they were able to keep it low. Well, side note: there are some places that sell it for a a dollar twenty nine, but a lot. Of, I saw a lot of comments saying it's because certain areas have a sugar tax. Oh, okay. But they had a. Uh, what they did was instead of like cutting labor or you know cutting pay or like reducing the amount of product they just reduce the amount of aluminum in their cans smart idea wait what the fuck is a sugar tax oh some places tax you on just having sugar oh uh, like uh probably like some like being made with sugar probably some like health legislation maybe or i have no idea no some people just tax stuff like <laughs> that <laughs> You'd be surprised some weird taxes that are out there. There's too much bread in your burgers. I'm afraid you're going to have to pay some extra taxes, my guy. <laughs> yeah, it was. they reduced. They were like, huh, how do we make it so we don't compromise our product or our price? Huh, how, much, how much less packaging can we use? But then you got everybody else reducing actual products, like bags of chips, just getting lighter and lighter. But, you know, prices increasing. Before they just reduced the products, like they'd reduce the bag size. Now they're raising prices and doing that. So you're just getting less product and paying more. Them little ass bags of chips, bro. I remember when those were a quarter. Yeah. Oh, they're like a dollar and some change. I'm like, what the fuck? How? No, what blew my mind was when I realized they reduced the size of Chips Ahoy. Mm-hmm. They used to be like a good two inches. Now they're like a fraction of the size. Like I, you can dunk a a standard Chips Ahoy cookie in a regular glass now. You couldn't do that before. It's just mind-blowing, the things they do just for the sake of profits. It's like, it's like it's just money. Money's not even real. It's fake. We made it up. Well, as long as people are willing to you know die over this shit, it's real enough. Yeah, which is so bleak and terrible to think about. Or, you know, I'm still just, I hate gas prices right now. I don't leave the house. What's sad was uh, they had a bill they were trying to pass that would like put a cap on price gouging, and every single Republican in the Senate voted no. But by but people want to think Biden's the reason gas is so high. I said it before, and I'll say it again, man. The 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 president exists only to take the blame, bro. He doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I know places they got they're paying more than the. <laughs> federal minimum like imagine making minimum wage and you one hour it one gallon is more expensive than one hour of your life dude oh my god like your commute if if you if you had to go through like an entire tank of gas for your weekly commute bro it's like 16 plus maybe depending on your car hours of your day or hours of your work week is just to put gas in your fucking car oh how gross i just quit bro i'd just be homeless <laughs> I'd just be a ward of the state, be like, all right, I'll go straight to that shelter. Hook me up. <laughs> nah, just just go straight. Just figure out, get into prison. Yeah, they, they get you meals. Yeah. <laughs> meals, bed, shower, three hots and a cop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they got a yard to hang out and do activities. I mean, you wouldn't be able to vote, but I guess it's I guess it's more important to eat than to vote, right? Well, I guess we can. Uh, and the ramble fest here. You mean this episode can't go infinitely? 
It could. That's a shame. <laughs> I should figure out a way to edit it so that it, it, it plays in a seamless loop that just is never ending. Now we could do that though. Do like a oh, or we could do like a Twitch twenty four hour podcast. No, these days. no, I'm not doing that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing anything for twenty four hours. Infinite time. If Twitch want to watch me sleep, bet. But no, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you, there might be an audience for that. No, no, I'm not a gamer girl. They will not watch me sleep. <laughs> well. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna start closing out. You know, for already avid listeners, you know where to find us. But if you're new, and I hope you're a new listener, maybe we need some new listeners, old listeners. Tell new people to listen to our show. But you can find us uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, pretty standard social media at PNTS Pod. If you'd like to follow anything else I do, I produce and release music under the alias Boutique Paul. You can find all my socials uh, at BTQ Paul. Or if you'd like to hear me ramble about movies, I do another podcast called The K-Cut, which releases every Tuesday. And that's got about just as many episodes as this. But we didn't take any breaks. If we didn't take a break, we'd probably have way more episodes, For prefer not to say. But it'd be like that sometimes. Uh, you can find Greg... Underneath us, the cap of a Snapple bottle. <laughs> yes, sir. It's like, where's Waldo every time? <clears throat> Pop up with a drink. It's like, oh, here's Greg. We should do that. We should get like a our own custom drink and put your face on the bottle. Oh, bottom my God. That'd be alarming. <laughs> like, if you weren't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, just, Whoa, what's that? Just see me with a mischievous grin. It's like, oh, God, what did he do to my drink? <laughs> No, 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 no. We'll do caps, but with like a 3D molding of your face. Oh, that's that's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, everybody. We are signing off. And as I always say, collaboration breeds community. Stay hustling. Stay hydrated. Peace.